they have a fake nest. See, copycat is, is almost good market research. <laughs> you don't have to spend the time saying, should we open a nest there? Someone's already done it for you. <laughs> Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. You may have noticed that the regular episodes of the podcast have been designed in a way that can be enjoyed no matter whether you've lived in China all your life or have never even stepped foot here. Well, in today's penultimate compilation episode from season two of the show, we're throwing that idea entirely out of the window because we're sharing the guests' answers to the question, what's your favorite place in China to eat, drink or hang out? So it's especially useful for people listening in China who are looking for new ideas about how to spend their time. And especially useless for everyone else. AJ Jane, the car designer from episode 21. This one is a question I've thought about a lot because actually I've only heard the first season, of course. The uh, second season's not out yet. Everybody had a place, right? Well, maybe I had to force them to choose one. All oh, right, because uh, <laughs> because it depends when you ask me this. You know, there was a time I used to love Unico, I used to love Yong Kang Lu, we used to go to Sugar before that. So right now, the nicest place for us to hang out is right opposite our house, uh, less than 100 meters away, there's a little place called Porcelino. I'm sure next week it'll be something else. <laughs> Vittorio Francese, the lawyer from episode 27. In Shanghai, I, I have a few places. I can mention uh, Portomatto for comfort food, Italian restaurant from the south of Italy in, on Chanchulu. It's a place where I go when I, when I really want to feel home and I, and I manage to do that. It's, uh, it's a food I've been growing with. And then I can also mention uh, Casa Mia for the, the quality of food. And I have to say that I do really love W Hotel for their Sunday brunch. Uh, I do like that vibe. Louise Roy, the childbirth and lactation specialist from episode six. Honestly, it's I love my sofa. Yeah. I just want to be home. I, I spend all day with people and talking to people and I just love Netflix. I, I really, it's a really boring answer. No, having been through the conversation we've just had and all the things that you deal with, I can imagine the sofa being the place you want to go. Yeah, I mean, I do. I love going out with this, you know, my close friends, mm. my friends who are my family here, who I can talk about the good and the bad with. And so it's not a place, it's a people. Zhang Yuan, the performance art exhibitor from episode seven. So that, that would be home. So, I mean, home it means my home and friend's home. And I even think of curate something about that. Ah. In the future, we can blur the border of public and the privacy if we can bring performance to people's home. Mm. That's what I mean. Cassandra Chun, the heavy metal bar owner from episode 16. Uh, well, of course, I hang out at Inferno the most of the time. And if there was a second choice? I would go to Latina. It's a Brazil steakhouse buffet, all you can eat. It's a pretty good deal for me. Wendy Saunders, the architect from episode 12. Locally, I think for 15 years, nearly every week, I go to our local dumpling place on Yanqing Lu. And it's been there. It's never moved. It's amazing that it's still the same place. I was going to say. I don't know why. I'm impressed. You're looking remarkably fit considering <laughs> you have that many dumplings. 
And it's true because that question it's open to interpretation. Because some people would say it's the best, the most fanciest, and some people would say it's the one that you go to most often. And I think it's telling as to how you interpret the question. Yeah, and the thing is also, I think if you've been here long, you tend to kind of keep your life a little bit simple. You go to some places that you know uh, what you're gonna get. And I find like in in work, everything is quite busy and stressful. So I try to keep my family life quite simple. That is a good survival technique, like just to create this kind of oasis of predictability and calm in your life when there's so much change, so much yeah. chaos, so much speed. I think it's important in a place like Shanghai. Sean Harmon, the beer company CEO from Episode Nine. So I'm a Jingan guy. I've lived in Jingan、uh, most of my time in, in in Shanghai. It's a district downtown. And our office is right at the crossroads of、um, Wuding and Jiaozhou, which you know. We were very lucky to choose that location. We moved in there in 2011. At that time, there was no bars on that street,、uh, and fortunately for us, they kind of built the road around us somehow. <laughs> Being a beer company, we have a lot of clients on that street, so we'll pop down to Malabar, have a have a beer there. Malabar.、Um, but there's a lot of places I could mention to go have a good beer. I also love the Rooster. I love、uh, Cafe de Stagiaire, and and. But it's countless. I mean, it being、yeah. in, uh, connected to the F and B industry.、So. Yeah. Well, I like Malabar because that has a nice, interesting link to Angie Wu from season one, who said the same bar. So maybe, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're going to run into her there. Okay. Yeah, it's a great place. <laughs> Murray King, the public affairs leader from episode twenty-nine. I am not very creative,、um, so my favorite place to dine、um, or for brunch is M on the Bund. Oh, there you go. And I hope it exists forever,、um, at least as long as I'm here. I almost feel like it's named after me because the M for Murray is—it's、um, not for me.、Um, it's for Michelle, who owns the restaurant. But、um, I love the restaurant. I love the location. I love the the cuisine. I love the branding. I love the feel of the place. I also love Wukonglu.、Uh, it's just a beautiful area, and Anfulu, Hunanlu, Singgulu—that whole area. So I spend a lot of time at the little cafes and restaurants there when I have a chance to come back to the pussy side of Shanghai. Stefan Wimer, the head of consumer insights at L'Oréal, from episode one. I'll tell you where it is. It's、uh, it's where sometimes we bump into、uh, one another. It's Anfulu, and、uh, I'll tell you why. Because we used to live there. With my wife Sophie and our kids, 25 years ago, and I can tell you, at that time, we were the only foreigners in that street. And the transformation over the years is amazing. Now you see all these KOLs coming to Anfudu around Kunglu, take pictures. It's a street that's always reinventing itself, and to have seen it from when it wasn't that to where it is today. It just adds meaning to the experience、uh, of that very beautiful street.、Mm. Joe McFarland, the product sourcing leader from episode eighteen. See, it's got a bit of touch. You're not too far from here, Oscar, and I think you'll understand when I say like Wukan Road,、uh, Fuman Road. Even though we're living in the middle of a big city, they all kind of feel like quite European. Feels quite relaxed. It's got a chilled atmosphere, and it's just like a really nice place to hang out. Zhang Zhuyuan, the humanities professor from episode three. I still like my petty bourgeois French concession nightlife. <laughs> the bars, the cafes, the Western restaurants are the best in China. 
There's no comparison. And do you have one particular place that jumps out? There's a great Spanish cuisine on Pine Road. They have、uh-huh. a great gin and tonic selection. That's the best. Okay, I'm going to mysteriously say yes. I have been to that Spanish place on Panulu, <laughs> and I will also not name it. Yeah. Crystal Mo, the fine dining expert from episode 26. I'll just say one place that I love, which was a cocktail bar I used to go to every Friday with my girlfriends for years, and that's Senator Saloon in the French Concession. Nice. Where they make perfect classic cocktails, including my signature drink, the sidecar. Ooh, my one is the Basil Gimlet. There, they do、oh, a great they, Basil yes, Gimlet. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do, and it's just consistent every time. I love the bartenders there.、Mm-hmm. I love the guy who founded it, David Schroeder, brilliant American bartender and specialist. And they also have the most amazing bar snacks out of any bar. <laughs> Even the freebie chips they give you seem to be elevated. Small and perfect. Jiyong, the transgender teacher from episode thirty. Well,、um, I guess the classic would be Roxy because I can let loose and I can totally be myself. But there's this kind of sense of companionship. Vladimir Jurovic, the brand naming expert from episode thirteen. I'd love to travel in time when Face Bar was there. The, that was a place、uh, in Ritinlu, Maominglu. It used to be a, a red brick house with wonderful cocktails. Currently, I mean, I, I think I really enjoy something that is really close to my place. I go to a small Japanese restaurant called Sime. Interesting Mexican dish interpretation by Japanese chef and stuff. And it's、mm. a quite small place. So see you there. <laughs> Seth Harvey, the education coach from episode 19. I play on a billiards team once a week,、um, a bar called Park 91 on Dagulu near People's Square. It's a pretty cool, chill place, the kind of place I can walk behind the counter and pour my own beer.、I、feel very at home there.、Um, if I just want to go for a drink, I really like this little bar called Karma on Donghulu. It has this like cool little window and a very chill vibe. These like Filipino guys kind of run it. I don't really like to do the club stuff anymore. I like something that's just chill and, and casual. Shanghai can be a bit of a, a materialistic vibe to it, a bit of a status-seeking, show-off, luxury-prone kind of, of way.、Um, and I'm just a simple guy from the Midwest. I have no interest in things that are pretentious. Salome Chen, the investor and developer from episode twenty-four. Maybe the Riverside, the West Bank, because I told you I had this like colorful, expensive life back in Beijing, and a lot of parties, drinks, and kind tired of that. So I miss my childhood, this peaceful and local people's connection. So I choose to live not too far from the river and. In the morning, sometime I go jogging along it. You see all these big ships, like slowly moving there, and that's the industrial part of Shanghai. And it's something more stable. It's much more real, right? Yeah. Michelle Chu, the improvisational comedian from episode twenty. Actually, I didn't have so much time to hang out, but. 
a friend of mine took me to have a city walk along the Yu Garden and the Suzhou River. So we checked the old house, very old small streets around that place. And I think, oh, there's a feeling of the time passing by. You can see uh, old people reading uh, newspapers in their old house. Maybe uh, you can uh, knock knock ask for an old uncle to give you a haircut. <laughs> and you can buy the fried chicken and you have it just uh, on the riverside. It's just a feeling of uh, happiness. Alex Schoer, the clean energy entrepreneur from episode 11. So the place I frequent the most is actually uh, Gundaling, godly vegetarian restaurant. I, it's it's oh, not yeah. the coolest hangout in town, uh, but I actually have grown to love it. I got to know all of the, uh, the staff who work there. It's, it's it's a chain, right? There's more than one of those places. Yeah, there's it is a chain. There's I know there's at least three in Shanghai. It has an old historic lineage of being one of the first uh, Buddhist style restaurants. So the one I go to is on Wuyuan Lu and Wukang Lu. Um, and they have a really nice big back patio as well. So you actually get like this kind of alfresco dining if you want. And they have cheap beers. So you can go have, you know, beers at a Buddhist restaurant. I've seen these places across town and I've never gone in. And as I'm talking to you now, I've just been to the doctors two weeks ago and she said I should eat less meat. I should have just one little handful of meat per week. And I'm like, what? So I am going to check this out. There you go. I hope you enjoy it. It's a little diamond in the rough. <laughs> DJ B.O., the DJ from episode 23. Well, on Ding Shi Lu by Xinhua Lu, there's a cafe on the second floor there. And I consider that my office because you have food there, there's good internet, it's good people watching spot. So I generally have meetings at that spot. My friends know it as my office. Oh, nice. Um, so I love hanging out there and doing my thing there. What's it called? It's the City Shop, which is like the international market there. But yeah. this one City Shop has a cafe on the second floor, but no one knows about or goes to. No. And you can order sandwiches there. They have food ready to eat there. They don't promote it. And it's close to my apartment. And you look onto the supermarket or you Yes. Look... How funny. Catherine Wong, the Peruvian healer from episode four. When I'm with my family, we love to go to Lost Bakery for breakfast. And when it's just me, I love to go to Cafe on Air for work. It's a very cute, hidden coffee shop. It's so peaceful. Zhao Huiling, the Africa travel vlogger from episode 28. This little coffee shop downstairs my house. Nice. Um, I would go with my coffee mug. It's basically a coffee shop where the owner is a serious biker fan. Oh. So sometimes I'm sitting there surrounded by all these really serious bikers. They're wearing these heavy leather jacket. I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm part of their little subculture. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Hall, the fashion journalist from episode 22. This is a question that's changed quite a lot since we had children. We have <laughs> we have three little girls who are five and three and one. And gosh, so much of our leisure time now is spent just doing kid-related stuff. I 
I've always hated malls my entire life and I spend so much time in malls now. I can't say it's my favourite place still to be, but it's an awfully convenient um, place to get some kid-related activities. <laughs> and in, in a place like Shanghai, for example, where the weather's not always good, the mm. air quality's not always good, also very convenient. Um, oh, where do I love... I mean, um, just this morning I was at um, Shanghai Lander Cafe in Wu Yanlu. I just love being there. Um, That's quite a new one, right? It is quite new. And I go there to work sometimes, but to be honest with you, I... I go there more when I just want to have like a little break from everything. I started knitting last year as a hobby and at least once a week I like to go to Shanghai Lander Cafe and drink a flat white and spend an hour knitting and listening to a podcast. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's not the most exciting life I lead, but that's my self-care. Oh, I like it. And also you might want to know that Gigi Chang from season one, her favourite place to hang out was just opposite yours, Spicy Moment on oh, Huyan Lu. Oh yes, I love that place too. Yeah, she really likes that. And I've been there now like, ugh, it must be 10 times since she recommended it. And Hunan food is a really underestimated kind of Chinese cuisine, I feel like. Mm. It's, if you do like spicy food, Hunan's, it's different than other spicy foods. It's it a is. different kind of spice. My mother-in-law is Malaysian. She loves spicy food. So when she comes, I want to have someone to eat spicy food with. Hunan, she really struggled with. She Because it's just not the kind of spice that she's accustomed to. Yes. She was like, nope, not enjoying this at all. <laughs> Uh-oh. I misread the spicy vibe. Coco Santi, the drag performer from episode five. Oh, um, I am a huge foodie. And I say this with pride, I'm foodie and I'm fat and I love it. That being said, I thoroughly want to give a shout out to Charlie's. <laughs> Charlie's Burgers. Charlie's Burgers, yes. There are times really, really late at night where I'm just like, all right, I need to eat something because I'm coming home from work at 4 a.m. And I don't mind eating something like lanjo la mien, but like, I don't want something heavy and oily and greasy. And I'm like, oh, Charlie's is open. I can just have like a chicken nugget. It's open that late. Sometimes it's like a hit or miss, but for the most part, it's like, because people are there enjoying themselves. Jamie Barris, the street food expert from episode two. I love the holes in the wall um, and the mom and pop owned places, but those are not places you can hang out because a lot of times they don't have AC or heat. Um, and they rely on fast turnover. So the longer you sit at their table, the less money they're making. So it's not cool to just sit and hang out. So if I'm gonna go hang out somewhere, I would say Heritage by Madison Austin's place is just the best. I absolutely love it. Michael Kinsey, the fire engineer from episode 25. One of the places, and I don't know if this is a bit of a cop-out, but um, it's Pie Society. Oh, yes, I know it. Shanxi North Road. Um, There's a couple, I think. Yeah, there is. There is two. Um, I actually live not far from there. Um, And uh, they do loads of pies, um, Sunday roast, um, and a lot of pub grub food. Yes. When I first found out, I was like, oh, what's this place? And walked in and got a steak and kidney pie with baked beans on the side. I I was just like, this is the happiest day of my life. It's always interesting when I invite um, some of my Chinese friends perhaps to go and try it as well because I said, look, you can try British food. Although we're not world famous for our cuisine. <laughs> no, no, normally it's fish and chips. Which is well, there's a better cool. place, fish and chips. Have you been to Camden? Oh, yes, in uh, Found 158. Yes. Yes, I have. I've been there once. I had a chip butty and uh, <laughs> it was great. Oh, God. 
Björn Dahlman, the Swedish clown from episode 17. Well, I love going to new restaurants and every time I find a small little restaurant that becomes my favorite, every time I go out from Shanghai and I come back, that restaurant has closed down. <laughs> yeah. Can you think of one particular one? Seahorse sushi that had grilled eel sushi. Oh my, it was amazing. And they made their homemade uh, spicy mayo sauce. It was, I think, 2017 or 18 it disappeared. I don't remember. Douglas C., the island businessman from episode 15. When I just want to relax and chill in Shanghai, I usually go to this corner of Xianxia Road and Anlong Road. Two, three blocks of just heavily populated, like a micro district of restaurants and bars, uh, mostly Japanese themed. But the whole vibe of that place is really cool. That's when you're in Shanghai, but you're here less and less, right? Yeah, maybe next time my new favorite spot will be somewhere in Tisui Lake uh, uh, yeah. to hang out. They have a fake nest. Oh, <laughs> people from Nest, you should check it out. <laughs> right. It's yeah. copying the bar and restaurant nest here in central Shanghai. Uh, yeah. Maybe Nest could have been there first. Right. Yeah. These copycat is, is almost good market research. <laughs> you don't have to spend the time saying, should we open a nest there? Someone's already done it for you. <laughs> Nongolo Bengu, the African community organizer from episode 14. I love um, Lotus. It's an Indian restaurant. I just go and sit on the cushions and it feels so cozy. And um, Indian food is one of my favorite cuisines. It's just like a taste of home. Yeah. yeah. Yovana Jung, the handicrafts designer from episode eight. Here's an interesting one for somebody who lives in the village. Where is your favorite place to go out <laughs> to eat or drink or hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Is there actually a place in the village that you can go to? There is one, a mad monkey. Okay. So by default, does that mean that's your favorite? Or would you basically drive the hour to Hangzhou to go somewhere? I, I, no, I would not drive anywhere to go hang out somewhere because I have a kid and it's, it's impossible to plan the trips. But before, yes. Yeah. And if it's really, really emergency for some like a suite, then I would send Lei to go to Hangzhou <laughs> to buy it and to bring it. Dan Majid, the Tibetan social enterprise leader from episode 10. I really like uh, Charu in Chengdu. Oh, what's so that? Charu is a Tibetan uh, co-working space uh, in Chengdu. If you ever go there, just to visit them. Yeah. I really like it there because like you often see like people you know, <laughs> just running into people you know. And uh, it's just nice to just hang out and uh, have a cup of coffee. Yak milk. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yak milk coffee. Yes. How does that taste? Uh, tastes really nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe cool. you. <laughs> you can give it a try. Okay. If you ever go to Tendu, probably okay. I'm so used to Yak milk. Yeah. <laughs> I have been back to one of the Tibetan parts of China since that recording with Danma, and I was able to actually enjoy a cup of Yak milk tea for the first time. So look, you can teach an old dog new tricks, and this one is looking forward to heading to Charu on his next visit to Chengdu. I hope you are also taking notes on all those places too. Head to mosaicofchina.com for all the links to them in the transcript alongside this episode. 
As we often discuss on this podcast, things change all the time in China, and perhaps nowhere as quickly as in the F&B scene, so make sure you tick off these places before they disappear. Perhaps the saddest example of this is with Murray King's answer, M on the Bund, which is closing after 23 years of operation in China. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs, with artwork by Denny Newell. The next episode will be the final of these 10 compilations from Season 2, and it's the audience favorite on the theme of Chinese words and phrases. So, Xiaozijian, or see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>